seeing like you know just all the shit like y'all do it's just like uh that's a little that's a bit much yeah oh for sure yeah especially the frat the frat boys Mm. the frat boys are really really like yeah i almost think it's sort of a different a different thing i feel for me i feel like i just i just stumble my way into fucking ridiculous yeah, I think, innuendos. Yeah, I don't think you do it on purpose. Right. Like I'm that, just yeah. like, yeah, I'm, yeah, but it's in you pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just always, yeah. The, I come up with ways to say things that sound really, really ridiculous. Yeah. But oh, sometimes, God. but, but here's the thing. Sometimes it's sort of unavoidable. Like, no, of course talking about the mic, <laughs> but that you have to say, Put, Put your, your mouth, mouth near oh, it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that, but that's why the, that's why the shit is so funny is because it's unavoidable, <laughs> right? I was, I kind of I wrote down a note one time when I was thinking about. It was actually, um, related to texting you, like texting someone to confirm plans, because mm-hmm. I always find myself texting you like for a recording date or whatever, being like, "Yo, bro, we on tonight." Which, like, in a different context, right. with nothing else, it's like it sounds kind of crazy. Right, <laughs> right. No, you would you would think you would see like the text messages, and if you if you didn't know that we were talking about recording, you would think we we're going on a date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's gross. All right, welcome <laughs> to the Now That You Mentioned It podcast. This is episode eleven. Oh, the Now That You Mentioned It podcast with Kevin and Dane. I'm Dane. I forgot our whole thing. Oh yeah, I'm Kevin. We actually have something to talk about for our opening segment. Well, the main segment of today's show is we're going to be talking about porn, but in mostly the generic sense of the word as it's used today, as in food porn. We're going to talk about what's going on with that. And porn porn. And porn porn. Fucking. Like like sexual porn. Like sex, hot, double penetration (laughs) sex. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe another opening segment can just be on the absurdity of the titles of porn videos. I know it's ridiculous. Who? Co- yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so it's so out there. It almost makes you not want to watch it, or it makes you have to watch it. Yeah, like that's yeah. they're on another level. Yeah, their title game is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> title goats. <laughs> All right, but for the opening segment. We are going to talk about an Instagram post, a singular Instagram post made by one Charlemagne the God, <clears throat> who I really like, although it's I, I really like him, but I get mad at him really consistently because I feel like I expect more out of him sometimes. Like that's he why he knows I, better. Exactly. And it's not like 
the disdain that I'm sometimes filled with when I see other like public figures do some nasty shit. I just, I'm like, fuck them. It's not the same way. I'm just like, it frustrates me with Charlemagne. So anyways, he made this post, which was super, super germane to our last episode on Instagram inspo. It was a, a prime instantiation of what the fuck we were talking about. So it's a post that reads, it's just a, a rainbow colored background and a nice little, sort of new agey yoga font (laughs) and it reads your mental health is more important than the test the interview the lunch date the meeting the family dinner and the grocery run take care of yourself and now if that's not the most fucking outlandish ridiculous thing i've ever read like that's the absurd conclusion of what we like if you had to parody what we were talking about <laughs> last time like it, it's a parody of itself it is. what is your okay you go because i i got a whole <laughs> no i i think if you're on if you're already you know ready to spew your shit bro go ahead okay i'll i'll spew yeah <laughs> <laughs> the first and most basic level to this shit is that your mental health is un deniably related to your surroundings and your standing and your situation in life. So to say that your mental health is not affected by, say, your economic conditions, the quality of your home life, the quality of your relationships is fucking ridiculous. You are the sum of all the things in your life. So to say that this is this post is basically implying that mental health exists in a vacuum and it can only be helped, alleviated, whatever, just by self-care of like sealing yourself off like hermetically sealing yourself off from the from from the world so prioritizing mental health over a fucking job interview is self-defeating right because what if you're fucking depressed and anxious all the time because it's sticky with the rent every month right i was about to say you don't have a job what if a fucking cause of your stress is that you're a fucking you're like not fucking faithful and you're like a serial cheater or whatever you blow or whatever you blow off your significant other you're neglectful and like it's a fucking toxic relationship because you neglect it so you're gonna blow off the fucking relation the lunch date the family dinner (laughs) the test okay so people get mad stressed about going to college how do you think you get into a fucking good college blowing off the test what the fuck is this talking about this is actually the opposite of what he's intending it to do and it also perpetuates this whole thing of this this casual narcissism that exists today and it probably always has but it's just amplified today with this shit especially in conjunction with the whole promotion of mental health thing Mm -hmm. like prioritize yourself more than other people like right that's not that's not healthy mentally right so that's my that's the initial (laughs) initial thing yeah i I tend to agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I guess I'm thinking of, I'm also thinking about like, he's sort of writing that within the context of this, like you can do it too ism. So it's like this idea of like, you know, look, I've taken control of my mental health or whatever. You know, I've written these books about it and blah, blah, blah. You can, you know, be in this type of mental space as well. But it's like, but like you said, it's also it's all dependent upon like the facts around your particular life. 
like if you are, you know, depending on where you're at on the socioeconomic uh, scale, depending on what city you live in, like all of this type of shit impacts that. So it's like, what are you telling cats in Flint? Like, can somebody read that shit yeah. that's living in Flint and be like, oh, this is, yeah, this that's all I have to do. Right, right on. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, no. So it's like, it's so much shit that's, that's involved in mental health that has to do with the larger society that we live in. And so if you aren't accounting for that and making that shit better, that whole idea of like, oh, is, is if me as an individual, if I'm good, then everything around me is good. Like, no. If the fucking world is fucked up, if shit is about to blow up or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Climate change. Like, I don't care how, how rich you are. I don't care how, like, you're going to get caught up in this shit too. You know, like, all of it. So it's, you know, yeah. And just the the ridiculousness of suggesting that you not go to a job interview, like, to take a self-care day or whatever is is kind of beyond me. That's like, but it's also like a, it's privilege too. And it's like that privilege that's attached to his current situation. Like cats think because you make it in this system and in the fact that, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain uh, crop, you know, where it's like, okay, every generation sort of has its, its people who make it to the upper crust of society and the rest of the cats fall. You know, that's just every generation. And so because, you know, we live in this system where it's like, oh, you know, we bootstrap it, you work hard, this false meritocracy type shit. Like you have a cat who's telling you like all this shit about his mental health that, you know, got a syndicated radio show, multiple books, you know, different shows. Like he has a stupid ass bag where it's like, yeah, you can make that statement and say that and that'd be true for you. But you can blow off a fucking job interview. You're not going to job interviews, right? Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can blow off a test. You can like it's 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 a lot of shit that you can say that to because of where you're at in the in society today. But not everybody's coming from that same you know position. Yeah, and just like personal, the notion of responsibility, like it just seems like it's so encouraging. Of yeah, like I said, this just so banal narcissism and putting yourself first shit and it's like you have to go to the grocery store (laughs) like you have to get a job sometimes you have to take a test so i don't know but my other more ridiculous extrapolation was that this is just so emblematic and contributing to the what i wrote in my notes was the banality of extreme selfishness and it's like today i feel like your your success in society is measured like by how selfish you are and so even though this is on on the face of it it's saying yeah blow off the blow off the job interview it's really saying put yourself first no matter what and Mm -hmm. like society at large encourages that like your success is totally measured by how selfish you are like cats are and 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 what i was thinking about is how you get rewarded for the lengths you're willing to go to pursue that selfishness and that selfishness of others. Like, so cats are getting paid six figure salaries for coming up with clever, inventive ways to like exploit people's data. Like you have cats getting paid millions of dollars to make tens and hundreds of million dollars for, for, for million, for bigger millionaires. You've, you know, and it just, 
so when I saw this, I thought all those thoughts and then I was like, I'm sort of sick of this, the primacy of the self, the way it's just so culturally entrenched today. It's like, why can't we measure our success based on if you actually help other people or or get people to think about, which I'm not saying Charlemagne hasn't done, mm-hmm. but- Just in, in larger context. Just yeah. in the larger context, like it's totally acceptable, like in terms of just societal societally for someone to like, go to school, get a job, like climb the corporate ladder. All of a sudden they're making $500,000 a year and they're just, that's just them. And it's like, you, what, what have, what, what was that for? Like you, (laughs) like if you're working at a hedge fund or something like that, you're getting paid to make money for people who already have mad money. Right. So, but like, that's, no one really questions that really. No, because at the root of it is the money. Like we've, we've almost accepted capitalism is it like as biological it's almost as yep. if nothing else you know is possible like <laughs> south park had had an episode where um they showed the cure for hiv and how magic johnson uh right was it, well, I, I remember that episode yeah, it's like just it, money it was just like money you have what well, it was there was a dollar amount they attached to it i forgot what the dollar amount was but basically like they were literally putting money in an yeah, iv injecting money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's how, like, biological, like, this concept of money and, and, and everything has become. So, yeah, you don't question, you know, the hedge fund. Like, the thinking about, like, David Koch, who just died, yeah. right? Yep. And, like, all the, sh- all the, like, fucked up shit that he did, you know, for oil extraction and, and all of this, like, crazy shit that's fucked up the environment. And now he's dead and... People were like, oh, you can't talk shit about him because he was a philanthropist. But like, what was that like? So to take it even deeper than like what you're saying, as far as like, what have you done with that money? You know, what have you done with with the accumulation of this wealth that's helped other people? Like people will like, you know, parry that and, and be like, oh, that's, you know, we, look, at he's a philanthropist. You know what I'm saying? Like that. No, no. Like that's not doing anything structurally that's going to help you know, generations of people. Like, that's the type of shit that we're talking about. But the fact that, like, you you know, you hit me with the charity shit, the philanthropy shit, like, oh, Jay-Z, he's he's done all this shit. Like, bro, he got Meek Mill out of jail. Like, a fucking millionaire. He got a yeah. millionaire out of jail. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's put up, you know, bail money for... Ca- like, okay, yeah, that's cool or whatever, but what has he done structurally? Like... You know, like what does he use his platform to do structurally? And that's yeah. really like what, you know, what it boils down to. Yeah, it's the if, if the if it's the equivalent of a multi-billionaire billionaire giving a million dollars out is oh. like me giving out 50 cents to a right. in some way. It's not something it's to really be commended exactly, at all. Exactly. Because they said they said that about Coke, they were like, "Oh, he's given one point something billion." I, I think were you reading the New York Times obituary? I think I, I read something about that, like the, the no, amount of money he's. I, I didn't know. I didn't see it there. It was on uh, Democracy Now. Okay. But they said, you know, he's he's given you know giving away one point three billion charity or whatever. He's he died with forty billion in the bank. Yeah, like that's nothing. To peel and off he's also building. like fucked up the environment, rolled bro, back like all these all regulations, this, bro, all of this, like the fucking Tea Party, like yeah. 
is the Koch brothers fucking yeah all the like uh rolling back the regulations and, on on oil and, and just and so like their bottom line is less affected by i don't know fucking like capital gains taxes or something right. like that it's like to, this is what i'm saying you success is measured by the lengths you're willing to go to pursue your own fucking selfishness right like they've literally taken over government over the government in order to enrich themselves like people talk about trump doing it and i'm just like uh that's that's not really like he's trying to make deals and shit, I guess. But if you're really talking about how how do you monopolize the government structure in order to enrich yourself? The Koch brothers got the fucking blueprint. That shit is <laughs> ridiculous. That shit's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And not knowing so much about it, about like their whole legacy. But it seems pretty clear to me that the whole rise of this anti-fact anti-expert fox newsy which like you were saying had its roots in the tea party like that's that's them oh yeah that's their fucking legacy yeah yeah Yeah. all right well i know damn i I truly wasn't intending for the opening segment to get that heavy but oh well yeah all right so (laughs) when we get back we are talking about porn and all of its types all of its glory holes (laughs) god damn kevin all right when we get back Welcome back to the Now That You Mention It podcast. At this moment, we would like to welcome you to follow us on social media because we still need that social media clout. Because if you don't have social media clout, what are you? Cloutless. Cloutless. Exactly. So please help us, enable us to... Have some clout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the social media is at NTYMIPod. Just... Also follow us on uh, or subscribe to us. Yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, leave a great review. Leave a review or a dissenting five, opinion. Five stars. Yeah, I mean dissenting opinions are welcome. I guess. Not uh, really. Not for the rating. Well, not right now. Not for the rating because that might fuck up the yeah, algo. Yeah. Do that on like on Insta. Yeah. 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 All right. So today we are talking about porn. Yeah, I did a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> I scoured the yeah. scoured the internet, the depths. Yeah, seen a lot. Nasty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Been down rabbit holes and 
various others. <laughs> <laughs> How long can you hold the, the pause afterwards? Um, so a little background on how this episode came together. I'm going to take credit or we are going to take credit for noticing this fucking trend of calling every, putting porn after every, everything. And we had been wanting to do this episode and relate it to actual sexual porn for a long, long time. It just took us a while to get all the moving parts and, and the book we, we read for this and the, some of the research we did. And then a New York times article came out recently about the exact phenomenon we were, we had in our crosshairs, which is like the fucking, you know, space porn, food porn, power washing porn, like all that shit. So I would like to humbly say that we thought of it first. Yeah, or not humbly. Yeah, I mean, so whoever's like, well, yeah, these cats are just using the New York Times article and whatever. No, we. I have been compiling a list of examples of this for 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 a while now. Yeah. No, this is this is like months. Yeah, I, I have the receipts to prove it. I have this note in my phone, which I put onto our outline with a. a, a it's actually a short list at this point, but just so to give you an idea of the pervasiveness of this phenomenon mm. of the generic porn usage of the word porn to describe like certain types of images and shit. But anyways, we got food porn, closet organization, porn, real estate porn. <laughs> Those are some of the ones that were discussed in the New York times article, but the list I had, and these are some of these are, these are just things I've come across online, like in little communities organized around this shit, space porn, which is just images of space, design porn, penmanship porn, abandoned porn, just pictures of like abandoned theme parks, mm-hmm. history porn, sort of a little different, shitty food porn, which is like a reaction against food right. porn, which is actually kind of hilarious. Then there's room porn, fight porn, justice porn, power washing porn, earth porn, Car porn, map porn, artifact porn. These are all real things. Machine porn, city porn, quotes porn. Which is like, <laughs> yo, why can't it just be quotes? Like, like quotes porn. A quote is a quote. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, shit. Uh, I'm not done. City porn, quotes porn. Engineering porn, okay. And I saved the best, possibly the best one for last. Things cut in half porn <laughs> this is, that's real this is. that's that's all real <laughs> it is all too real so all right so i guess what's going on here is how how we're going to attack this shit according to the authors of this article in the new york times which is actually a good article it's called why we call things porn by these two philosophers, um, Becca Williams and a dude whose name I can't pronounce. This type of thing, like food porn, names a specific type of relationship we can have with images and other media. So they then quote this other philosopher who's talking about sexual pornography. And this dude said, quote, an image is sexual pornography when we use it for immediate gratification while avoiding the complexities of actual sexual relationships like physical intimacy, emotional connection, and romantic interaction. So 
I'm thinking let's set aside whether or not we think that's a, 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 a tenable account of sexual pornography and kind of keep going. And then in this New York Times article about the food porn and shit, these authors basically generalize that definition of porn. They, they extrapolate and they generalize it. So the, so the generic sense of porn, i.e. food porn, just refers to images that we look at for immediate gratification. And by virtue of the fact that we're just looking at a representation of the thing, we're avoiding grappling with the complexities of that thing. So here's a quick quote. They write, Food porn is images of food used for immediate pleasure without your having to go out and buy the food, cook it, or worry about the calories. Real estate porn is pictures of real estate used for instant gratification without your having to buy the house, clean it, or take care of all the furniture, and so on. These kinds of porn, like sexual porn, tend toward the extreme, and for the same reason. Food porn is often pictures of unhealthy, decadent, or expensive food. Real estate porn is usually pictures of lavish homes with hard-to-maintain surfaces and delicate, easily damaged decor. I don't really know what they're talking about there. Porn is free to go to extremes because its consumers don't have to deal with the complications of the real thing. With porn, we get to skip the hard part, and they definitely made a – that was an intentional pun. Okay, that concludes – it's a short article. That concludes the sort of recap of what they're saying. So do you think they're actually right about – in terms of describing what's going on with this phenomenon of naming – of food porn, real estate porn, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I want to say yeah. Um, I guess the instant gratification element of it is where I'm kind of thinking it's a bit deeper than that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, I think it's really more so like desire in general and like kind of how how desire in the same way in sexual porn is you know manufactured and reproduced for the gays and, and, you know, for actual sexual pleasure, you know, the same way, like, food porn and shit is packaged. Like, even if it's, like, not the food itself, like, you have, like, a woman, a scantily clad woman holding a burger or something, like, that could be considered food porn. Right, for more than one reason. Right, Yeah. right. And so it's, like, it's all, like, sort of a play on desire Mm. for... I think for the the sole purpose of reproducing desire, like the fact that you're not like it isn't satisfying all the way that. okay, yeah, that's where I got really tripped up by this whole thing, because I thought of reading this article and thinking about all this shit. I thought of the word vicarious a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, is this some kind of like vicarious thrill you're getting by looking at a picture of like a fucking hamburger or whatever? But. I'm I'm still kind of confused because as far as food porn, let's just take food mm-hmm. porn. It's not like by looking at a picture of a fucking hamburger, we're tasting that thing. Right. And it's not like looking at real estate porn, we now own that lavish ass house. So it's unclear to me what exactly is being gratified. Like they're, the, the authors of this New York Times article, their whole account is heavy on this notion of immediate gra- gratification. Right. But – the fact, but I'm not sure how a representation of a thing can be a, gra- a gratification of the desires it, itself. Right, and that's where I, that's where I'm pushing back is on this idea of instant or immediate gratification. 
I so think. you, so just so just so I understand what you're saying. So you're saying food porn is more. It's actually they kind of got it backwards. It's more that it's creating a desire in you than it is right. satisfying any desire. Right. That's totally right. Right. That's totally right. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's um, I don't think their account is is that. Yeah. On. It, it's it's backwards. It, it is backwards. Yeah. yeah. But like, and here's another um objection I had and car porn, which the the. The authors of the New York Times article don't talk about, but car porn is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in the case of car porn, when you're looking at car porn, we you don't really have the car again. Just by looking at the thing, you are not immediately given the fucking car, obviously. And also, it's like, what if I could care less about some fucking vintage Maserati or something? Mm-hmm. So, at that point, if I don't have the desire for it, it's unclear how that so how some desire could be gratified it can be immediately gratifying to be just by looking at it and if that's the case then it seems like it could be porn for you if you're into vintage maseratis but it's not porn for me and then that seems like their whole account falls apart because if you're trying to define something you want it to have like sort of you like generalizable applicability and a a definition can't really be tenable if it applies for one person and just because i don't happen to care about cars it doesn't work for me right so yeah that was sort of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I think like porn in in the the sexual sense, I think what you know again what that does is it plays on desire, right? Like going, you're able to you know whatever you're into, you're able to find that, and if you're just watching it, if you're masturbating, like whatever it is, right? But then you think about like how that that play on desire is sort of infused in the rest of society more so than like how they're trying to, than their account, which is this idea of immediate gratification. I think it's more so like how, co- how porn has framed the way we experience things. Mm. So it's more so like, yeah, if you're not a foodie, then yeah, you're not going to, you know, really be into seeing somebody throw a fucking, Porter, you know, porterhouse steak on the grill, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but other cats hear it sizzling and shit and they're like, fuck, right, like that right. shit's fine, you know, but that's a play on, hey, this is, this is a particular desire, you know, people enjoy porterhouse steaks. So if that's what it is and you see it, you see a video of it or some shit like that, it's just playing on the desire. It's not, it's not satisfying you. It's probably going to make you say fuck it i'm about to hop up and go to peter luger's yeah you know like and i think it but that's what that's kind of what porn is designed to do is to just reproduce the desires never meant to like really satisfy you like yeah and i think there's like this idea of they use the word the authors of the the article cartoonish depictions of like the thing mm -hmm. um so it's sort of like porn sort of like tricks your like your neural hardware into like the most the most direct and easy route to like that creating that desire but um i think there are certain elements of their account that they're on to something like in terms of not wanting to in, get entangled with the complications of the real life thing. I think there's something that they're really oh, yeah, not yeah. there. So like justice porn, for instance, this is, this is when it's like videos. It's mostly videos, short clips of like a someone there, there's a wrongdoer, like a blatant 
misdeed. Mm-hmm. And then justice is served immediately and it's all all caught on video. So an example would be like, I don't know, like a security cam video of someone trying to to mug a woman or mug someone and there happens to be a cop right fucking there. And it's immediate justice or like the woman is a fucking black belt and like lays the mm-hmm. dude out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I, when shit like that, it's like, yeah, I, I get that it's like this immediate gratification of like, but there's this cognitive dissonance when we see some injustice and then, it, oh, it just gets solved. Like, mm-hmm. so we're able to like write it off. Like we get the, the whole narrative arc and the crux of the thing in like these little bite sized pieces, which to me makes, to me is consistent with their, with their account. Um, but then again, it, but then, so I think if you take these things in isolation, maybe th- these authors are sort of onto something. But then again, like, I couldn't give a shit about penmanship, right? <laughs> there is such a thing as penmanship porn. It's a real thing. But, and this is why I think you're right, because even though I could give a shit about penmanship, it's not like I have some unconscious desire to actually be good at penmanship. I just don't want to put in the hard work, like, as they would say, like, I want to avoid the complexities of the real thing. I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. But penmanship porn is kind of cool to look at. Like it's like not, it's like not, it's relaxing yeah. to look at. I've seen I like you know my research. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's why I'm saying. So maybe it's more like there's something about the aesthetics that are that's going on here too. Mm. Mm. I guess like like thinking about thinking about this idea of like y- you you're not dealing with the complexities of it. Yeah, I can I can kind of agree with that to an extent as well. Um, I guess simply because like with porn, like with sexual porn, like you get to get off, you know, if that's what you choose to do. And, you you know, you're immediately the transaction is done. Like you don't have to, you know, talk to anyone or whatever. Like it's just this. That's it. Like you right. close out the, the tab. You know, yeah. in shame. And then self-loathing yeah. creeps in. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think, like, when you look at the other shit, it is, like, it is this shit that you don't have to deal with all of the other shit. It's just like, oh, it's, it's straight to the point, final, final product type shit. But, yeah, I don't think that that fits necessarily for every situation in terms of like how they're laying it out. Yeah. And then they, they raise a concern. So they say basically that a lot of these generic uses of porn are, as they put it, relatively harmless, but that quote, other types of porn can be damaging. And so I just wanted to get your, what you thought about this. Cause they talk about, which I'm not sure that like food porn and all that other shit is, relatively harmless i feel like we're so inundated with all these i don't know maybe harm i don't know maybe it's not right to say that it causes harm but like i find myself thinking about this i I found myself thinking about like where do my desires actually come from like how can you tell the difference between a desire that is innate to you and something that you have unconsciously sort of absorbed been absorbed and been conditioned to want and and that i think that's most of it and i think social media just sort of amplifies that point because exactly like like food porn isn't harmless insofar as how many people can 
afford gold flake, you know, stakes and, and shit like that or whatever, yeah. right? Like, whereas it's not just the desire for the food. It's also, like, reproducing this, you know, aspiration toward excess. Like, the ability to, you know, afford this type of shit. Yeah, and it's like the have it. and the have-nots. It's right. like I see these, these motherfuckers on social media eating filet mignon with the dude salt, right with the salt with salt bay salt bay who is actually like a hack like a total fucking <laughs> like like I, like that dude is like that's a scam that oh whole yeah thing. oh yeah like bro cannot really cook like that like he's it's it's all of a he's a scam. butcher yeah like but anyway yeah so i don't know that i'd say it's harmless like right. is advertising harmless and this is an un- interesting thing i was thinking about too it's like what is the relationship of food is food porn not just like advertising like, is a McDonald's commercial where they doctor up the shit to make it the colors all look perfect? And right, right. They've definitely done market research into what colors stimulate certain parts of your brain right, to right. make you want that shit. So, red and I yellow. I don't know that it's. Yeah, I and and you can say that for porn. Like, you can. I mean, it gets murky once you start talking about like amateur porn and you know homemade shit or whatever. But when you're talking about like San Fernando Valley, California you know, high production shit like that is a, you know, the scenarios like the, the women or whoever, you know, whatever the case is, it's just kind of like, it's hyper produced in the same way that, you know, the videos for food porn, the fucking sneaker porn, like, you know, all of that shit is sneaker porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, however, like in cats are like, Cats like the fucking sneaker porn where it's like you're fucking bending, like you're creasing up a fresh pair of like Air Force Ones yeah. and shit like that. Like weird shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like that's, that's the same shit though. It's, it's all to sort of like, because with the sexual porn, it's just like, here's this ideal, you know, of, of a woman or of, the sexual relationship between, you know, or stimulating, you know, male desire in yeah. a certain type of way. And so in the same way that, yeah, like you see the food and shit, you see how cats are like with the cars, like all of that shit is designed to like gear you toward the same shit, which is you need to make money to be able to access yeah. all of this shit. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just thinking like the more... I think about how you said that these authors got it the wrong way. I think that sort of, if I like comb through the way I really experience images of like food porn or not, food porn doesn't really do it. Like I don't get off to food porn. Like, but things like room porn or like design porn where it's like a really nice photo of like a really, really fucking nicely modern ass room that looks nice and fucking cozy and it's beautiful and shit like to me that does no nothing is gratified in me by looking Mm -hmm. at that i feel fucking jealousy and envy (laughs) and anger that i'm not in that fucking room like i'm like shit well i'm a fucking teacher right now like how at what point am i just magically gonna like have enough money and success to be afford to be in such a place right, like, right so i think that it like descriptively this account gets some stuff wrong yeah um but yeah so to talk about their example of the moral outrage por- porn and how that could be potentially harmful they say well 
I, oh, they describe moral outrage porn. They describe it as such. Um, they say, when you read your Facebook news feed and soak in all the reports of morally outrageous events and you do it just for the satisfaction of feeling outraged, then Facebook has become your porn stash. You're not trying to fix problems or make morally balanced judgments. You're just after the pleasures of moral outrage, the smugness, the self-satisfaction, the delightfully hot feeling of righteous indig- indignation. Um, and why they're saying – why are they saying this is uh, potentially harmful? Because they say that genuine moral outrage is needed in order to enact change mm-hmm. um, and fight injustice. But moral outrage porn threatens to undermine real moral outrage because right. you're getting that immediate gratification from from sending a few tweets. Right. Um no, I, I, I think I agree with that. I agree with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, again, like, so thinking about sexual porn, like, what does that do in terms of your interactions with actual, you know, your actual partner or whatever, right? Like, the, the type of shit that, you know, it, it's sort of, it could cheapen your intimacy in a sense, right? Where it's like, you're trying to just say, fuck it, I'll, I'm looking at the bitches old or porn and I'm trying to do all this extra shit. Your partner, you know, isn't into that, isn't trying to do that. You aren't, you know, accounting, you know, taking their desires and shit into account yeah. because you're used to, you know, getting it from porn. You're used to yeah. getting, having those desires, you know, not necessarily satisfied because you keep going back to it, but, you know, fulfilled to some extent where it's like, okay, this is, this is doing something for me. So, and the same thing with, with the morally outraged shit is like cats are just trying to, find a way <laughs> to have some type of reaction to something. And then, yeah. So that does undermine like the real shit. Cause at that point you don't know, you know, what's real. Yeah. You know, what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. The, like this idea of like cartoonish depictions of, in the case of moral, moral outrage porn, cartoonish depictions of the other side. Right. So like you're this like pure incarnation of good and the other side, it's there's no nuance or subtlety to how you view them. They're just, they're just fucking bad. So I want to read this one quote because I think it leads off. It lets off at a perfect place to talk about like sexual porn and like whether or not we actually learn anything from sexual porn. Mm. Um, but so they say, genuine moral engagement is difficult. When we care about doing the right thing, we have to pay attention to the details. And then we have to do the hard work of pushing against the world to fix it while sweating those details. But when you are interested only in the pleasures of moral outrage, i.e. when you're looking at or when you're doing moral outrage porn, you engage with the world differently. The pleasures of moral outrage are maximized when morality is simple and the world is starkly divided into good and evil. So the consumers of moral outrage porn will seek out the most cartoonish depictions of the enemy. And this sort of runs parallel to a concern that often gets expressed about sexual porn, which is that people like young boys and young men in particular learn about sexuality through pornography and they, and they come away with all these fucked up notions about how a sexual encounter should be about power roles between men and women, all sorts of stuff like that. So my question was, do you think that's really true? Now we're just in totally in the realm of like sexual porn. Do you think we really like porn is out here really like shaping how, men in particular experience sexuality? <laughs> I would say so to an extent. Yeah. Because I, I've had conversations with like friends and shit who have said explicitly said, I saw this 
on, you know, on a fucking porno. Yeah. And pulled it out. On, Damn. You know, so it's like, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say it's it's shaping cats. So here is what was interesting to me about, we read a, another article just about sexual porn, about mm-hmm. whether or not teenage boys learn from porn and teenage girls, actually. Um, but one of the central contentions of the article, I mean, as I read it, was that porn is like a primary source of information for sex. And I was like, okay. But then they had some, the woman who wrote this article had some fucking good backup of that point. She was like, 26 of the 50 states don't mandate sex ed in -hmm. public schools. And only 13 of those 24 that mandate sex ed require that the sex ed material actually be scientifically and medically accurate. And then, so this article was contending basically that easy to access porn has filled this vacuum. Right. Which, I mean, I, I think that sounds right. It's just, I think it just boils down to a question of does it, does it actually ha- like, do we really learn from porn? Yeah. I guess it depends on like what, what we mean when we say like what are people learning so like the example that i gave about knowing people who are like okay i saw this so now i'm gonna try it that's a sort of direct you know yeah yeah Definitely. response to what you've absorbed from that shit right but then for cats to like sort of develop a particular desire or an idea you know so like if you have a desire for Asian women and that's been sort of cultivated by your access to, you know, porn or whatever to online porn. And in, especially in today's, like in today's like online landscape where it's just like the sites are free and you can just hop on there and get and the algos are right. Shuttling you exactly right. what, what you, you want. Need. Yeah. So it's like, so I guess in that sense, yeah, it does sort of help cultivate, what you or how you understand become to uh understand your sexuality or your sexual desires at the very least yeah i i feel like i i definitely buy that people ha- get these desires implanted in them or they think to a certain extent that all oh, like this is how a sexual encounter is supposed to go or i want to try this cuz i saw it in porn um there was this one idea that i've encountered a lot that porn pushes the narrative that male pleasure should rank first and and foremost, Mm -hmm. which I definitely think is true. Although it's an interesting relationship because I thought, because in terms of porn being shot from the male gaze is 100% true. Right. And like, if you just break down like shot by shot, what like compositionally what porn is, it's like, it's like women are really just reduced they don't not even really have use of their hands. Like right. it's really like they're just there. There to accommodate the fucking man's dick. Right. Um and like it look like they're enjoying it, no matter how egregious. Um, exactly. So I think like compositionally, in terms of the way porn looks, absolutely. But then I was thinking about how isn't it a sign of masculinity? To say that you're interested in, like, providing pleasure to your sexual partner. Isn't that a way 
males express like like men express um, I don't I don't know I don't think so you don't think so yeah on on average no I don't I think I think we've always like been inundated with the male being the receiver of pleasure like it's all it's like I think no, 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 I'm saying like in real life. Like oh, in real life. In real life, do you think cats are out here like measuring their masculinity in terms of how much pleasure they get as opposed to receive? I feel like cats measure their masculinity a lot of times in terms of how fucking good they think they are in bed. Right. And so, but I don't know. I don't know how true that is in terms mm. of of actual you know, uh, damn, what am I trying to say? In terms of like them providing pleasure, like I don't know how true that is. Right, right, you know? right, right. And so because I think subconsciously your your idea of sex for the most part is geared around like certain positions that you fuck with and you know what I'm saying? Like cats think like, Oh, it's just penetration and that's it. And you know, um, so I would say like, yeah, I would say that porn is, is definitely like reinforced, you know, that, that notion that the sexual encounter is sort of, you know, the male is the primary factor in that shit. Yeah. And I think that's even with, like, I think cats are more concerned with, like, conquering, you know? So it's not so much, it's not so much like, oh, you know, I fucked the shit out of old girl and left her, what, you know, like, cats really, like, it's, I fucked her. Yeah. You know, like, even if, even if a a female says some shit like, oh. Still hit, though. Yeah, Yeah. still hit. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, so that's what, that's really what cats are, like, concerned about. Yeah. I also, I mean, I find it to be just in terms of porn sort of fucking up your psyche in terms of what you want or just how you experience the world in general. Like, I find that when I, because I went through a period of time where I just was like, I'm not looking at porn, like cold mm-hmm. turkey, point blank period, I'm not doing it. And it's like, I, I noticed that I like wasn't like, I didn't feel as like sexually active. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like I wasn't like all the time inundated with like these fucking desires and like everywhere I see, I'm like seeing sex and blah, 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 blah. Like it's like, it was kind of just like, I was just chilling Mm -hmm. more so. And so I don't know if it's correlation or causation, but I definitely feel like in terms of like mental diet, it's something to consider about, you know, you think about what you put into your body. Oh, of course. You should also be thinking about what you're looking at with regularity. Of course. I mean, yeah. that's that's the whole, like, you have to do that with social media. Mm, like, yeah. I mean, all these other forms of porn are broadcasted on social media. So if you're like, you know, whatever the fuck, whoever you follow or whatever's in your feed and it's just like food porn, car porn, sneaker porn, like all of this shit or whatever if you're inundated with that, you know, desire on a constant basis, then that's your mind is just going to be warped by that shit. And so you do, you definitely need to take a break from that shit because that's all it is. Like that's all social media is, is sort of a a porn platform, you know? 
<laughs> it, really? It really is. Like, yeah. it, Instagram is Pornhub, mm-hmm. essentially. It's just, instead of, you know, you being able to see, like, some of the, you know, ridiculous, most perverse shit in terms of, you know, sexual porn, like, you're looking at the cat with the fucking, the dude I sent you in Norway, like, yeah, yeah, balloon yeah. porn, you know, exactly. like, he's, he's fucking blowing up balloons in his garage and, like, throwing knives and daggers and darts and shit at it, and cat, and he has, like, hundreds of thousands yeah, of yeah, followers, yeah. like, it, it, <laughs> it makes no sense, mm-hmm. but, you know, people get a kick out of that shit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much else. Yeah, I know. Me either. I got to get home so I can go watch some porn. (laughs) (laughs) Porn is also egregious. Porn is is disgusting. Hell yeah. Porn is some of the worst shit. Like, really, like, when you sit back and think about it, porn is gross. Yeah, in that, in the one article, not the more, like, philosophical article, um, the article about our kids, what are kids learning from porn? The author posed this interesting correlate, like, and I think she was relating a story where she was asking kids, like, would you do this? So the, the, the example is like, how much money would it take for you to, I don't know, have like buckets of fucking gross ass mud thrown on you like all over your face and mouth mm-hmm. and eyes like and you're doing it on camera potentially in front of well in front of millions of people potentially like many of whom are your loved ones family mm-hmm. friends etc and kids are coming back with hundreds of thousands like i i, I need right. i need a million to do that shit i need right. a million to do that shit right. well she's like well in gangbang pornography this is what's happening and the the both the male and female stars are getting paid like and obviously it's way more degrading for the women mm-hmm. I, I suppose but um like you're getting paid like 900 bucks to to do this insane shit right which i was i was kind of like taken aback when 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 i saw like the it's still you know it when it comes to like shit like that especially when we're talking about like compensation like at the end of the day like porn is still a form of labor Right. Like they're still workers. And so naturally the workers are going to get fucked. Pun intended. Right. Right. So it's like when you think about it in that sense, like the the shit that people are doing. For, you know, minuscule amounts of money, but are, you know, you go and you look at the shit on Pornhub and it's gotten four point two, you know, million views and shit like that. On a site that's free that you aren't necessarily able to, you know, monetize off of that content or whatever being on there. So, like, yeah, just like in any other sort of workforce, the porn stars are getting, like, royally fucked. Yeah. Just like the fucking warehouse cats and, you know, the fast food workers and everything like that. So, it's the same shit. That's why it's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. The... um the one quote in the in the book that we ended up really not the Laura Kipnis book mm. that we ended up not totally using, but I love this one quote where it was like, <laughs> it was like, it's not like all of these women have the choice like be be CFO of IBM or be in this porn. Like, right, right, like, exactly. 
Exactly. So yeah. it's it's definitely like a commentary on just like who's who's in the porn industry, like the tears within that shit. Um yeah, like all of it. It's it's a one big gangbang indictment. Yeah. All right, well, on that note. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. All right, go chain Dane. <laughs> that's your new that's your new name, bro. I don't think we incriminated ourselves too badly on this one. Nah, nah, because we didn't focus on sexual porn like that. Yeah. Yeah. If we did that, then you guys probably wouldn't be listening to us. I'd probably have to quit my job and inve- preemptively. Yeah. 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 Alright. Until next time. Peace. Now that you mention it. Mention it. Mention it. Mention it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.